0: Yes, yes, we are in a
1: motorcycle, in
0: a car, well... He has memories of his life and times
1: with energy. Welcome to the Top John Show. With your host, Henry
0: and Webb.
1: Viewer discretion is advised. The show contains coarse language and crude content that may not be suitable for all audiences.
2: Hello, hello,
1: and welcome to the Tommy John Show. It's May 15th, 2015, Episode 1. I'm Webb. And I'm Henley, and we're glad you could tune in. Got a hell
0: of a show planned for you today, Hanley. What are we talking about? Well, today we're gonna to start off by uh, conquering the stage fright. So all of you aspiring musicians out there that want to kick the jitters before the big gig, this one's for you. Gonna to want to tune in. Then we're gonna move on to the genius himself, Jimmy Page, and why he's such an influence on today's and modern music. Then we're going to talk about the approaches to improvised jamming. So all of you guys out there that have an instrument and want to jam, this one's for you as well. You're going to want to listen to that. Then we're going to move away from music. We're going to talk about the mind games that can be played in a relationship. And as well, we're going to talk about the
1: dreaded friend zone. That friend zone. It sucks. It sucks. And I think everyone, maybe not everyone, but... A lot of people can relate. Definitely.
0: It's like a big slap to your face, man. It is.
1: And then at the end, we got a big radio giveaway. So stick around. You're listening to The Tommy John Show.
0: Today's first topic is conquering stage fright. So it's hard to get up on stage and perform. All eyes are on the performer to capture the audience, and the audience is hoping for, for something good so how do you beat these you know that feeling inside that makes you want to run away um there has been uh you know cliche technique out there web
1: what what is it again the cliche technique i think we're all taught maybe when you're growing up going to school and you you get to do your presentations and speak in front of people you're told to picture the audience in their underwear yeah has that worked for you
0: um, well, that is one of the main reasons why I became a drummer, uh, because, you know, if I see a pretty girl in, and I picture her in her underwear, well, you know, you could figure out the rest, but that's why I like to sit down. I don't need to worry about, uh, you
1: got the drum set cover in the, uh... exactly. Nice.
0: So now when we look at iconic rock stars and musicians, it's pretty hard to believe that they have stage fright. Like there's no way, right? But That's wrong they actually do some of these iconic musicians include Adele Katy Perry Rihanna Rod Stewart and the legend himself Ozzy Osbourne Ozzy has said he still suffers from stage fright but when he gets on stage and he says quote I'm so fucking happy to see all the people I love them so how is it possible that a guy like Ozzy Osbourne gets nervous when he's on stage well, we are fortunate to have him on the air with us today. Ozzy,
1: how's it going? It's an honor to have you on the show.
0: Hey, Ozzie, uh
1: So Ozzy, uh, you've said many times that you struggle with stage fright before your big gigs. What are some things that you do to, to ease the nervousness?
2: Drugs.
0: Lots of them, you know. I just take so much fucking drugs, I can't see the fucking people in the audience. Yeah, one time, one time I was so fucking high, I, I started seeing music notes coming out of the the instruments. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. So since you can't see the people, your stage fright goes away in your altered state. Mmm, I made a sandwich, you know, with mayonnaise and lettuce, and bacon. It's pretty fucking good, man. You know, it's just like ate it and then made another one it was pretty good and then I went
1: to sleep well there you have it folks Ozzy Osbourne and his cure for conquering stage fright huh not the greatest greatest choice you think drugs
0: uh, it's definitely not the healthiest option you could do out there but
1: I don't think so I think you could really fuck up the rest of the show if you're you're in la la land but uh, not for Ozzy I guess Anyways, Ozzy, thank you very much for being on the show today. Could we uh, get a Tommy John Rocks?
0: Lucky Tom's Rocks.
1: Well, that was pretty fucked up. I have no clue what Ozzy just said there. Uh, uh, so we apologize, because that was probably not helpful.
0: No, we don't uh, condemn drugs here at the Tommy John Show. There are healthier options to conquer stage fright.
1: Yeah, like, it's it's all psychological, so if you can get in that that mental state, just visualize it and go out there and own it. You know, practice makes perfect, right? So Exactly.
0: So you know what? That's all you got to do. Just be confident in yourself
1: and uh, go out and kill it. Just try and perform as much as possible, because it's the only way you can overcome stage fright.
0: Amen. All right, switching gears now, we're going to be talking about the genius, Jimmy Page, so, we all know Jimmy Page, the guitarist for Led Zeppelin, and he's credited with coming up with like one of the best guitar riffs and, and many great songs. Now, what you may not know about him is that he is the pioneer to the modern-day drum sound. Modern-day drum sound? Yeah, so what he did is he started to, to develop a way to capture the full richness and depth of the drums and put it on the records.
1: So, you mean like maybe micing... Each individual part of the kit, so like your snare, your toms, your exactly. hi hat, and the rest of your cymbals.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So what that did is that you I mean you could really just get everything in in one. So he he was a studio musician before he joined Led Zeppelin. So he started experimenting with different drum sounds because he he noticed on the records that the drums were very quiet and you didn't you know didn't do it for him. So he started moving the mics away, miking all the the pieces together. And what he discovered was was revolutionary.
1: Yeah, so I guess maybe had... You look at the Jimi Hendrix ex- experience with Mitch Mitchell, their drummer. All their tracks were recorded... All their drum sounds were recorded with one mic. And you don't get the full rich- richness, right? So yeah. what if... I wonder what it would have been like if they could have had Jimmy Page's drum sound on tracks like All Along the Watchtower... Voodoo Chow, child little wing you
0: know how amazing that would be uh,
1: i don't know that would, they're already amazing i don't know how much but I if know. you had like a full drum sound yeah. that
0: mitch mitchell is actually an extraordinary drummer as well and by using just one or two mics to record you really don't get that full
1: yeah i've i've just heard many times that he was incredible i mean yeah. you could actually look at the beatles too their early albums with uh with ringo star it's really mono. Yep. I mean, still great songs, of course, but imagine what a stereo effect would have exactly. would be like. So a great example of Jimmy Page's drum sound to check out is uh the Led Zeppelin song When the levy Breaks. I mean, the dr- the drums at the beginning there, they sound super punchy and super big. Uh, how do they get that?
0: Yeah, such a crazy song and how they did that is that they recorded this place called Headley Grange and in this room, uh the ceilings were about three stories high, so they put mics, you know, on the ceiling, uh some in the hallway, just to capture every sound imaginable and they just mash it up together.
1: That well, sounds like Jimmy Page is he's quite the uh the musician, the producer. Yeah. Such a big influence on I'm music today not just rock but like you say maybe maybe even in songs like or pop songs you have that punchy sound yeah so obviously they innovated off of his drum sound and exactly
0: and not only the drum sound was he credited to he actually produced the first four albums of led zeppelin so that's like that's quite a feat in itself and you know just to learn about that is, it's amazing
1: a great band to check out that has uh they're heavily influenced by Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page's. The the English duo, Royal Blood. I mean, we're going to check them out later on this summer, live. Very cool. Foo Fighter concert, they're opening for their their Sonic Highways tour. But uh, check them out, because they got, they got a great...
0: A very unique style as well. Yeah. But they're amazing.
1: There'll be a, a topic later on on the Tommy John show, talking about Royal Blood in there. How they get that sound with just two guys. Definitely. But, again, Jimmy Page influence right there.
0: This guy had vision, you know, and he he put that into his work. And that's why he's so successful.
1: All right, so talking about Jimmy Page is a great segue into our next topic, which is approaches to improvised jamming. Now, there are many techniques out there. Um, You got your technical side, you got your playing by ear and uh i mean i don't know any music theory like i just i just picked up an instrument and learned on the fly but
0: is isn't it seem like that's like the best way to do it though
1: i mean it seems like the most fun way it's the only way i know and i just got together with some buddies and and we we all learned how to play together because i remember those first couple jam sessions oh my god
0: dude i think we should share that story with the very first time we jammed together
1: it just me and you or the one with Savvy?
0: I think the one with Savvy because that was like the first complete experience, but before that I never...
1: Well, I, I remember the first time, like I found found out Hanley played drums. I mean, we, we used to play college baseball together and uh, and we kind of hid our musical interest from everyone else and that was kind of something we did at home, but, uh, but anyways, he was playing drums the one day. And I'm like, well, I used to play guitar. I played guitar when I was a kid before, I don't know, in junior high and stuff. And I mean, we had the same musical taste and all that. So, uh, anyways, we got together the one day and we're like, yeah, uh, we're not, we're not gonna play music ever again. Like that was just, that was brutal.
0: It was, but at the same time, it was like the probably the most fulfilling moment at at before then because that was that was cool. It know? was
1: cool to have someone else playing and it like the drums or whatever yeah and then how you connect with
0: the i don't know i didn't i didn't
1: feel that connection until we jammed with savvy yes and that was savvy he he can he can solo he can play lead so i mean we kind of just just made up some chords like i i know the basic chords and all that well at the time i knew the basic chords but uh so my biggest question is now that you've been jamming for is it Three years. Yeah. Jamming and writing songs. Uh, you play in a cover band as well. And when, you, when you're first jamming with guys, because that's usually how it starts out, right? You don't usually just go and bang out a couple songs. Cause...
0: Exactly. It doesn't happen that way.
1: No, so uh, how do you approach an improvised jam session?
0: To be honest, I, I go in there with no expectation. You know, like I, I just know that I'm going to play... Whatever, I kind of feed off whoever's playing. So it could be the bassist, it could be the guitarist. If they start with something, I kind of get that energy from them, and then I start with the beat. And when I get into, you know, when we start really getting together, then it, the magic happens. You can take it from there.
1: So do you have any technique? Like, that, let's say you add in, like, okay, there's, I don't, I don't know what the techniques for drums are called, but it's like one, two, three, then you go on to a next thing to do your next fill. Or is it kind of just whatever you're feeling in the moment? It's
0: definitely everything I feel in the moment. I never go with, like, I'm going to do this in, like, two bars. No, I just say, that guy, I think we're going to go do a solo. I'm going to go and do something else and kind of go with the flow.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we jam with with Savvy and and Macaulay and stuff, uh, I play bass. So I'm really trying to lock in with your kick drum right and i've heard that from many bass players is it's a basis you want to lock in with a kick drum yeah at the same time i i don't i don't know my scales i don't i don't know any theory right it's all by ear and i, I f- think over time as you practice and as you jam more often you start to develop an ear for okay what notes should i play here and then and then you pick up theory along the way like uh, macaulay for example he him and savvy actually they play with theory so they know like their their keys a f yeah and so on and so i had to figure that out so i can what i was playing you can get ga- get in tune with them yeah so once we kind of all i mean usually macaulay would come up with a riff or a chord progression and then the drums would come in and then the i would lock in with the bass but uh i think it's just practice and and it's funny because as we go on like every time we jam we record our stuff whether it's an iphone yeah or a little microphone here to get...
0: And that's, that's a tip for all you guys out there. If you're jamming, you record every fucking thing you do. Because you never know what could happen of it. I mean, we've recorded numerous things. Then we go back to listening and was like, what what the hell was that?
1: Yeah, or something something that we did a year or yeah. two ago, right? You hear them again and you're like, okay, that that part that I did there or that part that we did there or that little solo, that drum fill, that... If we could mesh that together, maybe it can turn into a song. So, I mean, jamming's a great way to get into songwriting. Like, Especially if you're recording, you can go back, hear those riffs, because it's, it's so spontaneous, and you're probably never going to capture the exact sound or the exact note or the exact solo that you did in that one particular jam, but you can... You can get the basis
0: of every yeah, song. Yeah, I
1: mean, I think... think you start to develop a good memory of stuff that you've played because there's things that you you go back to right as a as a guitarist basis and i'm sure as a drummer but uh good example of a a big band i mean it's it's my favorite band here at the tommy john show it's the red hot chili peppers hell yeah and uh i mean if you look at their their story of a beginning it's just four Four good buddies getting together and, and jamming. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and they learned how to play the instruments together.
0: Isn't uh, Flea didn't take a music lesson until just recently, correct? He played. Oh, I, I think ear? he
1: he played like jazz trumpet, and he was a jazz musician as a kid, and he was trained in that. And then all of a sudden they needed a bass player, so he taught himself to to play bass and. So cool. Look at that! Now he's. He's what, one of the best what, bass top players. five rock bass. Easily, yeah. yeah. So, so anyways, I don't know if you guys have seen the Red Hot Chili Peppers live. If not, you should check them out on YouTube. But they do not stop playing music. I mean, they constantly jamming. It's not like they, they play their songs, but right after a song, or they tur- it turns into a big jam session, and then they go back into a song and they jam. It's it's nonstop. I mean, I've seen some concerts where. It's just a standard set list night after night, and it's so, it's so scripted. Yeah, it's routine, right? It's right. But when you see these guys, I think
0: because they've been together for such a long time that they can they know how to which cue to go back into what. And...
1: Yeah, it's great, and it's it's what they use for their songwriting techniques. Like what I was explaining earlier about recording and then listening. To, to your jam sessions. They would pick out parts from their jams, so Frushante, Smith, Chad Smith, and uh, Flea. They would do the mu- the music, write the music, and then they would after the end of each jam session they would send it over to Anthony Kiedis, their lead singer, and he would try and and write lyrics, rap or sing or whatever. But, uh... No, that's, that's a great example of a jam band, but a band, or a few bands that have, they're really classified as jam bands would be the uh, Pioneers, the Founders, such such as the band The Grateful Dead. Yeah. Grateful Dead, and then from there they got the Almond Brothers, and uh, a good 90s example would be the Dave Matthews Band, so that's our approach to improvise jamming it's you just got to get out there i mean if you have no music experience doesn't matter just just play whatever you Hell whatever yeah. you hear in your head try and get that yeah whether it's in the drums the guitar the bass yeah and over time you'll start to develop an ear i mean if you can get the theory and all that stuff that's kind of yeah that's kind of just,
0: just go have fun get some beers you know hang out with your buddies and Just have a good time. That's
1: what it's about. Just get loud. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You build up that camaraderie, and it's a great time. It's amazing.
0: Now we're going to move away from music, and we're going to look at the topic that uh, mind games are played within a relationship and how both men and women try to race to get the upper hand. What do you think?
1: I think it's frustrating, especially because it's usually... Me, in my personal experience, I'm the one getting the mind games played on. I'm getting played. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's. I I don't know what it is. I just can't. I can never decipher that the women's code or their. Even the most subtle hints that they drop, I'm completely clueless.
0: And for all women out there, 99.9% of men can't pick up your goddamn hints.
1: So please, just tell us straightforward, like... That'd be nice. Exactly what you want, like... Some examples of things I personally can pick up is verbal induendo. So, I'm talking sexual references here. The women, I find, at least the girls I've talked to, they... When they go to flirt, they drop. Their sexual vo- vocabulary is completely different than mine. So, when they're using these terms and words, I just... In my head, I'm thinking... That's that's an odd word. Why is she using that word? I mean, cause usually when you're with the the bros and stuff, you're the the, the slang you use is we use is a lot more vulgar and straightforward. Yes. Right, like. Very different. I want a bang. <laughs> and then, when a girl's trying to drop subtle hints like that, I'm like ten thousand miles away, furthest thing from that. And uh, what what's with the flirty touches?
0: That's one thing I Cause, can't... Cause I don't understand. Like, what are, you, what are you trying to tell me? Are you trying to tell me that, you know, you like me? Or is, it, or is
1: there actually dirt on my arm? Or is, am I closer? Oh, I, I hope oh. not. <laughs> well, I'm actually flirting with you. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm thinking I got dirt on my shoulder or something, right? I need so. a
0: Febreze or a Tide to Go pen on there.
1: So we're not thinking about... How they're flirting. We're now self-conscious because... God damn, I'm wearing a dirty shirt. Oh, your forearms are so big.
0: See, now I would get the
1: hint. Yeah, say that. Okay, cool. But you know what? When a girl is straightforward, I find... And then I fall for those girls that are straightforward. Oh, this girl's cool because she's like... She's telling you straight up. Well, guess what? Boyfriend. Boyfriend. Yep. So why is that? Why, Why do you... And I, or maybe a lot of guys out there, tend to tend to fall for those girls that are already in a relationship.
0: You wanna know why? Why? It's because when a woman is in a relationship already, they let their guard down. I feel like when a woman's single, you know, she's gotta be like, "Mm, you know, I gotta watch out for everybody.
1: This guy's gonna hit on me. Yeah,
0: Yeah, bitch. (laughs) Cat claw. But now now when she has a boyfriend, oh, she's got a secure man. It's all good. So I can just be nice.
1: Well, fucking hey, I wish you were all nice at the same time. But you know what? It's They don't even tell you that they have a boyfriend. They That's right. They're still super flirty. Yep. Right. But the thing is, is that they already have the boyfriend. They're already getting some, right? So now they want to make friends, right? So now they're being super nice because who, who wants to be friend with the, ah, right? <laughs> no one. So,
0: yeah, but I always want to be more than friends with girls like that, and uh, yeah, you kind yeah. of get screwed over.
1: Yeah, so you you fall into that that friend zone trap.
0: Oh boy!
1: The friend zone. Oh my. The dreaded friend zone. The
0: dreaded. Dreaded, dreaded. So, zone. for
1: those of you who don't know what the friend zone is, it's that that threshold. time and space that may that threshold where. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it from a man's perspective, but it goes both ways, where you're just so into this person, they they might have a boyfriend, they might not, but they all they 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 just see you as a friend. You're trying to get in their pants, and all they want to do is go shopping at the mall, or they. I'm okay with shopping if
0: it's going to Victoria's Secret and I can see your naked ass, but other than that, hell no.
1: <laughs> but uh, I don't know, so. We want to hear your thoughts on the friend zone, so uh, we're going to take a couple calls here, and uh, let's see what the general public thinks of be, of the friend zone. Go caller!
0: Hi, I'm Annabelle. I actually want to talk about mind games, because I'm pretty good at that. Yeah, like, what I do is, like, I just, I, like, screw with guys' heads, because... I like to have the upper hand, so what I like to do is like text them and then not them and then
2: oh, it's so much instead
1: of my game. Well, there you have it. There's Annabelle's thoughts on mind games and how she approaches her mind games to gain the upper hand and uh it's weird. She hung up right away so we have no idea. She's off playing mind games somewhere. Yeah, like she's not even going to let us know now.
0: Nope.
1: Anyways, we got another caller. Uh, he's going to give us his thoughts on mind games or the friend zone.
0: Hola amigos, At Tommy John Show. I'd like to uh, just to make a comment about Annabelle there, what she was saying. That's not right. I don't think to play mind games like that, man. Like, come on. You know, we try to be a nice guy. Hopefully you see that, Annabelle, okay? Anyway, I'm out, people. Bye. Well, thank you, caller. That was immense perspective on uh, mind games. Thank you for that. Uh, Now we're going to go on, and we have a very special song for you, and it's uh, dedicated to this cause, as we know, as the friend zone.
2: Fine, I tucked her up and soon we were friends this made me happy cause it was my chance I got excited so I started to dance at the time too soon to tell I was stuck inside this hell I'm in the friend zone And there's no way out I'm in the friend zone It's got me saying Fuck She came over After the class her boyfriend's an ass this did not go according to my plan now she's got me using my hand then I realized no need to tell but I was stuck inside this hell I'm in the friend zone Girls don't like to bone. I'm in the friend zone. It makes me shout. I'm in the friend zone.
1: you have it. That was a comedic take on the dreaded friend zone. I mean, there is some truth to those lyrics, but. Uh, like, girls don't want a bone. If you're in the friend zone. If you're in the friend yeah, zone. If you're in the friend zone. So, we're, as I said earlier in the show, we're going to do uh, a podcast giveaway. But uh, we're going to go with caller number one, numero uno. It's probably the only caller we'll get. But uh, we got some pretty kick-ass prizes. Uh, yeah, we do. Well, we got a Tommy John shirt.
0: Tommy John shirt signed by the yours truly, Hanley and Webb.
1: There you go. So uh, let's go to the phone lines. Caller one. Go caller. Hey, What's how's your name? it going? is Donnie. All right, Donnie, Donnie you ready? We're going to be playing Name That Band. We're sure. going to list four rock singers, and you're going to have to tell us what band they play in. Oh, fuck. You got that? Sure. Can you do it, Donnie? Maybe. Here you go, Donnie. Number one, Anthony Kiedis. Uh, Green Day. All right, number two, Dave Grohl. Al- Alanis Morissette. All right, number three, Rick James. That? All right, you're doing pretty shitty so far, so uh, one more, this is a given. Mick Jagger.
0: Oh yeah, the audio
1: slave. Well, Donnie, unfortunately, you suck, and uh, you did not win the prize. What the fuck you talking about,
0: man? I'm your, I'm your first caller on your fucking show, and you don't give me the fucking prize? What the... What kind of fucking, you know, podcast you got running around here? I'm looking forward to those t shirt You're fucking cocksuckers. You know that, you motherfuckers. I, you know who I know? I know everybody in the whole fucking world. I'll fuck you up. Wow. I'm speechless. Donnie's a little pissed off, man, about a t-shirt.
1: Yeah, that 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 hurts. Yeah. It hurts a so lot. Well.
0: But... And honestly,
1: like, the the rules of the game are clear. Yeah, if you're shit, and you don't know how to fucking play, you don't win. You don't win. Simple. I don't give a shit if you're the first caller. Maybe the only caller. Yeah. I'm not gonna fucking pay shipping <laughs> to someone who didn't
0: earn the prize. Exactly. I mean, if you were remotely close, which you weren't, maybe you won. But too bad. So sad. So you know what, Donnie? Come at me.
2: Anyways
1: viewers we're sorry for the excessive language that Deoni used. We don't uh I'm I'm just shocked right now, like Some people, man, they surprise you. You every try day. and have a good clean show. And this shit happens. That shit happens. Well, anyways, that was that was episode one of the Tommy John show. That was exciting. I think for the most part it went well. Um I mean, we got a guy wanting to come kill us now, so that's... It's not a good start, but you know what?
0: I think a lot of the topics we covered today, I uh, hope the viewers can relate to that, and
1: that's all that matters to us. Yes. So, uh, thank you for tuning in to the Tom John Show. Until next time, save your guys' laugh for us.